0: Annapolis Colts. It's over now. The preseason really over. The cuts come by 4 o'clock tomorrow and some of those cuts are going to bring difficult decisions for Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. We'll talk about some of those. Colts, they won Saturday night 27 to 10, but the the result of the game really incidental to what needs to happen and that's the stuff they got to clean up in order to be competitive on September 11th and September 18th when the Colts really need to go 2-0, and have to start 2-0 and on the road in the division against the AFC South and find a way to put some distance between themselves and the rest of the uh, their rivals in the AFC South, and they play all three of them in the first four weeks. You got at Houston, you got at Jacksonville, then you've got home games against the Chiefs and Titans. You go 3-1, and you feel pretty good. You go 2-2, two and two, not so good. 1-3, and three, terrible. 0-4, oh yikes. Back up the truck, everybody's getting fired. <laughs> That's just the way it's going to go. We'll talk about all of that and what happened Saturday night a little bit, which made the Sam Ellinger deal even more perilous for the Colts because they can't keep him on the 53-man roster, and I'll tell you why. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, August 30th, wait, 29th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. I'm telling you, if you want to get into sports wagering, this is the way to do it because at BUSR, your initial deposit is going to be matched up to a thousand bucks. And if you invest, if you deposit that thousand bucks, not only are they going to match it with a thousand, they're going to give you 25 casino chips as well. Smash that uh, subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 400 likes. Giveaways coming. Promise. And we've given away the, uh, the Oscar Mayer T-shirt. So there you go. Uh, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to donate, donate. If you've got a question to ask, ask it. But if you donate, it's in a special graphic. And I almost never miss those. Let's talk about sports, shall we? All right. This is nut cutting time. This is player cutting time. That's what the Colts are in the process of doing, figuring out who from their 80-man roster today is going to be kept on the 53-man roster. And here's the deal with Sam Ellinger. Despite playing really, really well in the preseason, keeping Sam Ellinger is a luxury that the Colts can't afford. Here are the two questions that Sam Ellinger needed to answer in the affirmative if he was going to be kept on the 53-man roster. Number one. Are the Colts more likely to win games this season with Sam Ellinger on the 53-man roster or not? And does Sam Ellinger at some point elevate himself to a place where he becomes the starter for this team? If one of those questions can be answered in the affirmative, they keep Sam Ellinger. If not, if it's no, He is not going to win us a game in 2022. The answer, uh, then you have to get that second answer to yes in order to be kept. Does he project to be a starter for the Colts? The answers right now are no and no. Yes, a 45-yard touchdown run was wonderful to watch. It was exciting. It was the moment of the game. And his play against the Lions where he was 10 of 11 was awesome but he's doing it with and against third-team guys. The 45-yard run does not happen against starters, and it does not happen with starters. He would not have to run the ball for 45 yards with starters. That's not what this offense is designed to do. It's not what it's going to do this season. And against the third-string guys for the Bucks. Those kinds of things can happen. Do you really believe that if Levante David and Shaq Barrett were on the field, that Sam Ellinger finds a way to run the ball 45 yards into the end zone? Doesn't happen. So Sam Ellinger is a luxury that the Colts cannot afford. They lost Armani lots for the season. He's gone. Ankle deal. You got to have, according to Frank Reich, a procedure, which I think translates to surgery. Didn't want to get specific about it, but it sounds like maybe a dislocated ankle, which is d- disastrous for Armani Watts. Really, really too bad that he got hurt. Overall, the health of the Colts, not bad. Ryan Kelly's coming back to practice today. That's good news. Uh, you lose Watts, right? You lose uh, Ogletree. Thank you, Isaiah. Thank you very much. Why doesn't Foles do it against second stringers? Because that's not his skill set. That's not what he does. And that's not what is going to win games for the Colts this season. If Nick Foles was a really good runner, it's not going to win more games. What the Colts need and what they've gone out and gotten, minus Carson Wentz, which was a departure, but in Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan, they've gone out and gotten Really competent game managers, high-end game managers. That's what Phillip Rivers was in his final season. That's what Matt Ryan is. He is a really, really competent game manager where he's going to hit the right receiver at the right time in the right place to maximize yardage on plays. That's what he does. That's what he's going to do. And that's what they need is a backup. That's what Nick Foles is capable of, managing a game at a successful level. Sam Ellinger, different, gunslinger-type guy, right? He's going to take a shot every once in a while. He's going to run it well enough to fool you into believing that that's part of his game and can be part of his game. Earl Morrill wasn't good either, but he was an essential backup. You know what? He was a great game manager. That's what he was. Nick Foles is much more like Earl Morrill than... Uh, and you may be saying this, than Sam Ellinger is. Like, Sam Ellinger is not Earl Morrill. Nick Foles, especially on that Super Bowl run with the Eagles, he was exactly Earl Morrill. By the way, Earl Morrill, a uh, a native, uh, a proud resident of uh, Muskegon, Michigan, for a period of time. So there you go. Earl Morrill was the backup for the Colts under Unitas. He was also a backup for the Dolphins, behind Bob Greasy, Earl Morrill, probably historically the best and most successful backup quarterback in the history of the National Football League. Uh, Both Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger were five of seven. They were sacked once each. The sack on Ryan was an offensive lineman, a line miscommunication, where uh, Levante David kind of blitzed and sort of studded uh, through the middle. But uh, around in that center left guard hole, and Quentin Nelson didn't pick it up. And as a result, Matt Ryan goes down. Uh, Des Patman, three catches, 50 yards. Really good day for Des Patman. Not such a good day for Mike Strawn. One catch, 11 yards, and a penalty on Strawn. You cannot make mistakes like that if you're going to be the number five wide receiver for a team. You just can't. You can't jump. You've got to be able to be trusted to do everything. You don't have to be great, but you can't be bad. Does that make sense? You can't jump and cost your team five yards because a five-yard penalty in the wrong situation could cost your team the game. Matt Hawk was really, really good. Five punts averaged about 50 yards, 50.6 yards, and four of them were downed inside the 20. Good for Matt Hawk, a really good first day filling in For uh, Rigoberto Sanchez, do you keep Tony Brown or Mark Veltel? I think you keep Tony Brown. I don't think you keep Mark Veltel. R.J. McIntosh or Curtis Brooks? That's a tough one. Deion Jackson, four carries, three yards. Lindsey was seven for 23. Do you carry a fourth running back? That's a big decision for the Colts. Sterling Weatherford, how about this kid? Uh, Hamilton Heights in Miami of Ohio. At Miami of Ohio, he was a safety. Linebacker for the Colts. He piles up. The Stron love is a joke. He's a nobody. Oh, boy. He's not nobody. He's got the physical characteristics of a high-end wide receiver. What tells the tale with Mike Stron is that he was not active for the majority of the games last year, despite being healthy. He was a healthy scratch. That's not good. If he was a guy who could win you games, you absolutely activate him. The Colts felt last year he was not that guy. Uh, so I get it. That's it, like there's strong love, and then there's strong non-love, like like that saying that uh, it's a joke. He's a nobody. I'm more toward the middle, but leaning toward the negative. I why do you keep him? Right. Um. But Weatherford. That's an interesting decision. And and I think it's probably already been made, and that's why Sterling Weatherford was on the field for as long as he was. I think he cut him and he practice squat him. But what what can JoJo Doman do that Sterling Weatherford can't? That's a pretty good question. Uh, Weatherford 10 tackles yesterday. Nobody else on the Colts had as many as six. The second, five. Half as many as Weatherford. Now, some of those tackles that Weatherford made were those tackles, well, somebody's got to make the tackle, right? Like every play that's not a scoring play, somebody makes a tackle. And some of those were uh, uh, Weatherford tackles. Ben Banigou yesterday, three tackles for loss with a sack. Rodney Thomas, interesting, interesting decision about Rodney Thomas. I think he looks pretty good. He's a Yale kid, so you know he's not going to screw everything up. You know, he's not going to make mistakes in the four inches between the ears, which is why Jim they quoted Bobby Jones accurately, saying that games are won and lost, you know, on that four-inch playing field between your ears. Right. He also said that football players need to be like Navy SEALs or astronauts. Said that several times, um, but expressed, Kenneth, how are you? How are you feeling about the O-line depth? I'm not feeling real good about the O-line depth. I thought Ryman got beat on one of the sacks. And, uh, you know, Pryor doesn't look great. He didn't look bad yesterday, but he doesn't look great. And you're going to need really, really good play out of that left tackler. you got a problem. But across the line, elsewhere, I I don't feel too bad about it. I mean, they're all right. you got some guys who can play a little bit. The big tackle, the big tall fella, 6'8", 6'9", I don't feel real good about him. He seems to get beat more than he does. Um... But Ursay expressing uh, I think an urgency that it, you gotta win this year. You gotta get this going and you gotta do it right now. And with a so start, I think all kinds of hell could happen. I don't think people are gonna get fired because of it. Fantasy football this year I haven't decided. It it was it was more work last year for me to run it than I thought it was worth, at least personally. So <laughs> that never is a good thing. But we'll we'll see. I will say I enjoy it, and I know people enjoy it so good. Uh, Reich on Ellinger: Here's what Reich had to say. Um, he's had a phenomenal preseason, and this is paraphrased. Uh, really excited about him and his continued development. Most teams would not like to have uh, have to carry three quarterbacks, but that's the decision we'll have to make in the next 24 to 48 hours. Because again. It comes down to these two questions. Can Sam Ellinger help you win a game that you wouldn't otherwise win this year? Or does he project to be a starter in future years? If the answer to either of those questions is yes, you keep him on the 53-man roster. If the answer to both of those questions is no, you cut him, hope that nobody poaches him, and you can stash him on the practice squad just in case. Uh, no decision on whether Shaq Leonard is going to stay on PUP or be activated. Reich said that he's done more than uh, they would have guessed he might in trying to get back on the field as, uh, as quickly as possible. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. These cuts are going to be fascinating because it's going to tell you where the heads of Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are. Are they keyed in? to winning now, or are they going to try to, are they going to use a 53-man roster to stash guys like Ellinger, Rodney Thomas, in order to, you know, bolster who they are moving forward? Rodney McLeod isn't going to play forever. Thomas could be uh, a good backup for Julian Blackman. We'll see. I think it's going to be uh, really, really interesting to see what happens. Those might come down today. Some teams do it a day early. Uh, The Illini, they won 38-6 over Wyoming. Held Andrew Peasley, the quarterback for the Cowboys, 5 of 20 for 30 yards. Chase Brown, 19 carries, 151 yards, 2 TDs. We bring it up because the Hoosiers open up Friday night against the Fighting Illini at Memorial Stadium. Cubs lost 9-7. They lost 7-0 on Saturday. Sox had lost 4 straight. Not good times for Chicago baseball fans. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Thomas Costello. Happy birthday, Richard Riddell. Happy birthday, the great Kyle Kaufman. Happy birthday, the great Jeff Rabjohns. And the great Cleotus Scott Klehammer, celebrating a birthday today. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now might know about the the Colts Cuts. By the time we get to Inside Indiana Sports Now this afternoon... We'll be live right around 4 o'clock, brought to you by the great people of BUSR. Let's go.